0: the fan upstate he joins us once again mark what is going on my friend i see you've got the orange and blue on as expected what is up
2: can i get a little gator chomp from uh, from all the great folks in the audience here can i get a little gator chomp what is good my friends it is fantastic to see here today i don't know maybe it's just me the last few days there's been just a little bit more pep in my step than usual uh chris look man let's just call a spade a spade here okay um it was a hell of a football game. It was a battle of two somewhat mediocre football teams that both teams absolutely had to have. And the only reason I'm up and you're down, right. Um, is because Florida found a way to win a game that they don't historically win. 0 oh, 17 in their last 17 games, when they trailed by 10 points in the fourth quarter. Okay. So, I am not here today flexing because Florida is way better than South Carolina. You know what I mean? Florida couldn't stop South Carolina just as badly. I I thought Florida was supposed to have a defense, right? So, um, a hell of a game. Very grateful for the victory. Um, College football is the one sport where I allow myself to do this, to be a fan, right? Uh, And the Gators will always be that for me. And uh, certainly... There was, uh, a extra, uh, there was a little extra. There was there was a little extra in this one for me this year, Chris. There's no doubt about that. What's good, brother? How is everybody doing in uh, in Gamecock land?
0: Doing well, doing well. Looking forward to the Missouri game. I think I've shocked some people with my score prediction for that one, and we'll we'll get into that in a second, Mark. I, I, I want to start on a little bit of a different note because obviously sure. this this game was personal for you. Sure, absolutely, and I totally understand that. Get trust right. me, I get it. The Shane Beamer tweet at you in the station the bottom 10 percenters displaying the actions towards you and family, most notably your wife, which I have felt that as well. My question to you is this, because you've said it before, your audience at the Fan Upstate, it's 70-30, Clemson to South Carolina, if I recall correctly, which would make a lot of sense. Obviously, we are in Greenville. We're like 30 minutes away from Clemson. In an effort to disparage the bottom 10 percent, with the commentary on Monday and Tuesday. And I don't know if it went into yesterday, what maybe it did because of the broken foot thing, whatever. In the effort to disparage the bottom 10%, does it not concern you at all that the 90% that are not the scum of the earth, or the 30% that tune into your show, or even those who have tuned into this show, your appearances, that maybe we're on the fence about Mark Ryan to your point because they had heard things about Mark Ryan and they did not get to know the person necessarily does it concern you at all with some of the commentary you've had that in an effort to disparage the bottom 10% you're kicking all of gamecock nation while they're down and you're making it personal with the folks that supported Mark Ryan because I and I'm, I'm going to finish but you brought me on your show Monday mm-hmm. And you said something that very interesting and people know, I think, to a point of fact, the relationship between I and the University of South Carolina to call it Rocky is, you know, putting it lightly. I would say there are people notably in the building who hate the Spurs up show, who hate my guts, most notably Justin King. That is well documented at this point. But what I do my very best to do, Mark, is not make it personal. Because I know that I have an audience that that does – they don't give a damn about the beef. They don't give a damn about whether the University of South Carolina, what they think of me. Because I I get – again, I get where you're coming from. Because I'd imagine – I know a lot of people ask you, Mark, why don't you go to more South Carolina games? Well, I'd imagine it's because they're not welcoming you. They're not welcoming you with open arms. They're not making you or the fan upstate or anybody feel welcome. So I understand not going somewhere – that you don't feel welcome. Welcome. All in all, I'll say this. The only reason I don't spend my time putting more attention into going back at the 10%, going at USC and making it personal is because I care more about what the 90-plus percent think than disparaging the 10% and making it personal. Does that make sense? And I, let me, I, I get all to that to say this. What would you say to the 90% and or the 30% that tune into Mark Ryan and like Mark Ryan and they see Mark Ryan kicking them when they're down and going even above and beyond that. What do you say to that? So one
2: thing, Chris, that I don't understand. All right. And uh, I welcome this discussion. I welcome this discussion with all your great listeners. Um, I don't, uh, there's something unique about the state of South Carolina that I've not experienced anywhere else I've lived. Chris, and And it's that, If you are critical of somebody's team, they take it as you're being, you said something about their mama and they take it personally. And Chris, as you know, I've lived and hosted in Tampa, lived and hosted in Atlanta, lived and hosted in Houston. You know, um, I can tell you, I can go on the air in Atlanta and say, man, this Falcons roster looks like a bottom five roster in the NFL and Falcons fans may debate you. But they don't take it personally, like you said, something about their mama. And I don't understand why that is. We had that discussion on the show the other day. I was out yesterday for a medical procedure um, and um, it had this upper endoscopy, Chris. Never do that. okay? never, never do that, man. Um, But um, so so anyway, and the the response that I got was very candid and and my audience said, Mark, There's a lot of folks in this state that don't have a lot and they don't have much else other than their team. But for me, to me, if I'm critical of your team and you take it personally, that means the perspective is not in line in your life. Okay. like like, That's how I look at it. Okay. Because it's just me being critical of your team. If, uh, you know, Shane Beamer and I are not off on the right foot Okay, I think that's putting it mildly. Right. And he has not made a positive impression on me. But why does that mean that you and I can't be friends or that Austin Gregory and Aaron Rodgers and Yoda and Madison Duncan? And who cares? Because me having a beef with Shane Beamer has, you know, I'm not Chris. I, I really I root for the Gamecocks anytime they play someone outside of the SEC, okay? I rooted for the Gamecocks my whole life when they played Clemson outside of uh, the SEC. Then I move here, and it just so happens that the experience I have, we're all products of our experiences, right? The experience that I have is that Clemson has been very welcoming, that has welcomed me in open arms. Sometimes they don't like the things that I say. Uh, Sometimes their athletic department doesn't like the things that I say. But they continue to welcome me, okay? And if you've seen the video, Chris, of the one Florida fan that's getting chomped at from the back, have you seen that video? I have uh, at have the not Williams seen Press. Yeah, he's getting chomped at, and then they're cursing him out. And then when Florida takes the lead, he goes like this, and they're cursing him out. You know, that has unfortunately been my experience with the bottom 10%. What I'd say to the 90% is, look, I got nothing against you. Why would you guys... If I've got, if, you know, if you put yourself in my shoes, any single one of you would have a problem with Shane Beamer. Every single one of you, if you put yourself in my shoes. Now, I invite you to do that for a minute, okay? Because um, we get intel in our business. And as you guys know, I got intel in January that, um, that Shane Beamer had, had interest in Garrett Riley, had reached out to Garrett Riley. And that came from inside the Carolina football building, this Intel. How do you know that, Mark? How did you, you know, how how did Chris, do you know what our number one most downloaded market is? It's not Greenville, South Carolina. Okay. It's Columbia. That's our number one market for downloads. And I'm going to bring you in Chris to a a philosophy of mine that was echoed and shared by Howard Stern. Now I'm not Howard Stern, but he's pretty good company, right? In the movie Private, private parts. And this is true. Uh, there's a scene where the program director that wants to fire him can't believe his numbers that are coming in. And he says, well, how, how long are the people who like him listening? 20 minutes on average. And the thing, wh- what, what's the most common reason they give for listening for 20 minutes? They want to see what he's going to say next. How about the people who don't like Howard Stern? How long are they listening? An hour and a half. Why? Most common reason, they want to see what he's going to say next. Chris, I understand that policy. And I will never identify with a percentage of the fan base that acts like I'm saying something about their mama when I'm critical about their head coach. Your team is not you. You got to make a separation between church and state here, Gus. Your team isn't you. You are not a Gamecock. I am not a Gator, okay? I root for the Gators. I am a fan of the Gators, all right? So if you had intel... Okay, from inside the Carolina football building that there was interest in Garrett Riley and that interest was not reciprocated. And then Shane Beamer lights you up for saying what you know to be true. How would you feel? Okay. then you see the same behavior pattern when he breaks his foot. And then, Chris, this is something that not a lot of people know. I have on multiple, multiple sources that last year at the Georgia High School State Championships, shane beamer got into an altercation with another sec assistant coach and the georgia state athletic director had to step in and separate that so now i've seen chris repeatedly a behavior pattern of somebody acting like a petulant child and not like a ceo okay it's happened to me it's happened to other sec coaches right it's happened when he swings and takes it out on the wall and by the way chris gatorade bottle a wall i don't know about you man that that's never lost it's like father time it's undefeated you swing at the wall you will lose that every single time forrest gump said stupid is the stupid does right so what i didn't know chris is i i didn't expect the game saturday to be so personal to me and i'm on the air and i'm doing my show and i just got overcome by this emotion and i didn't expect that and it It was number one, the bottom 10% last year coming after my wife. And by the way, my wife is the hottest girl I've ever seen in my life. Okay. So, you know, for anyone to come at her, y'all need, anyone needs to get their eyes checked. Okay. Um, Hottest girl I've ever seen in my life. All right. So you come after my wife, and then you got the beamer stuff coming at me in January. And imagine it, Chris, you know what you're saying is true. You know it. And I felt like the Beamer commentary <clears throat> was him being mad that I knew something I shouldn't know. And then I pictured him going around the office trying to figure out who the mole is. Like that's, that's, what, I, that's what I pictured. And so it was personal to me. But you know what? You know what I'm going to do, Chris? That's over now. That's, that's over now. You wouldn't believe, Chris, the number of Gamecock fans this week. I just got out of an allergist appointment this morning. Uh, My doctor is a Gamecock fan. He goes, Mark, keep it up, man. Just keep it up. I listen to you every day. I just got out of there. I listen up. I think, Chris, um, who was it the other day that, oh, it was Dabo, said what social media has done is it's given a loud voice to the vocal minority to the point where we actually think it's the majority And so, Chris, those people who value good content are still going to be there because after this personal episode is over for me and it's open right now, I'm still going to give you great content. You're going to know that, you know, a Beamer, I think, needs to grow up. OK, you're going to know that. But at the same time, like I don't wish poorly upon the Gamecocks and I certainly don't wish poorly upon Gamecock fans, many of whom I know are great people like yourself many of whom are are good people that I'm friends with. And I don't understand, Chris, why there is this feeling like a criticism of your team is a criticism of you. I think there's a lot of reasonably-minded Gamecock fans that would say to Shane Beamer, grow the hell up, man. I mean, you said, Chris, it was embarrassing what he did the other day. That was one, I mean, wouldn't you say to Shane Beamer, grow up, man. Why are you fighting with SEC assistant coaches when you're at the high school, Georgia High School Athletic Championships? Why are you coming at Mark Ryan when his only fault is that he knows something that you didn't want him to know? Why, why are you doing that? You know what I'm saying? Like, like grow up because it comes off like he's a petulant child when he acts like this. Now let's talk about the positive, Chris Spencer Rattler. Could I be more impressed with that dude? If I tried that guy's absolutely incredible. He's incredible. The Gamecock fans that Phil Williams, Rice Stadium create one of the most hostile atmospheres in college football. Incredible. It should feel hostile. I should, Chris, not want to go there. Okay? I should not want to go there. It feels that way. The passion that the fan base shows is incredible. The the cojones that Spencer Rattler plays with, he didn't sign up to have nothing around him. You know? He didn't sign up to have an offensive line that offends everybody. Okay? Um, Frankly, is offensive, he didn't sign up for that. But yet he's out there every single day doing his A-level best, right? If if I'm critical of the Gamecocks, it's not a criticism of you. You guys got to separate that. And then finally, Chris, the last thing I'll say on it is, you know, it's like when that foot thing happens, people expect you to just say Beamer broke his foot after the Florida game. Well, if you don't know that, you don't know me, and you don't know Chris Phillips, we're going to find the story. We're going to give you the commentary about it. And if you're a Gamecock fan, you should be embarrassed by that. That's pathetic. You know, Chris, it's, it's not just me or you, and it's not just hate. You heard what Paul Feinbaum had to say about it, right? Like, this guy is laughing at this when he acted a fool. He's, he's cajoling, he's laughing at this. If he had spent 1% of the injury tra- energy trying to beat Florida, you know, like, he is the CEO of the Gamecock football program. And in uh, many cases, he acts like the janitor. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get
1: you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
0: And and I went on record and said that, Mark, and I caught hell from some of Gamecock Nation. I think that tweets up to like 250,000 Views, So that was, uh, you know, a take that got out there, certainly. I'll just say this, Mark, because you said a lot there. It's a lot to unpack. Number one, you know this, because if I did, I couldn't have you on the airwaves weekly, and we couldn't have a relationship. I I don't take your takes personally, right? I I view them as sports takes as such. I think the banter is fun. Granted, why I say the beauty is in the banter. My biggest feedback to what you just said would just be this one thing. Two things, two things, actually. Again, I am my own person. You are my own person. The reason that – because there have been many times, Mark, where I could have made it very, very personally. I mean, I I think you have probably and many others have seen – I mean, it's when when Gamecock Nation wants you gone or they want you to know they don't like you, they don't just say they don't like you. They try to accuse you of things and get you thrown in jail. They attack your character. They attack your manhood. They attack – You know, it's a reason why I will not put my girlfriend on social media. I will not put my girlfriend in my profile picture because I know people are sick and twisted and I don't want to give them that opportunity. But I would say this again, I would just go back to the reason I don't take things personally is because in my effort to disparage that group. I would be taken away from an opportunity where I could have taken that energy and put it into something positive and making great content because my content will stand out above the nonsense, any nonsense. Let's let's go back and forth on this.
2: this, Okay. Let's go back and forth on this. Mm -hmm. I believe the passion is great content and the kind of audience that I want, the kind of listeners that I want are going to be, are going to still come back even if I upset them because they're going to understand you know, in the end, Mark did take that Florida game personally, but he's still going to have the best damn show out there, you know, and I'm going to want to come back for that content. The, you know, um, I'm not appealing, Chris, to the stupid is as stupid does crowd. I, I frankly don't want them listening. OK, um, I'm appealing to the kind of crowd who has a depth of thought that can understand that a criticism of their of their team is not a criticism of them. I'm not coming at Gamecock fans, mm. I have some criticisms. I have some things that I've seen that a very small percentage of Gamecock fans are responsible for and the head coach is responsible for, but again, man, you know South and to Carolina, your to your point Virginia, yeah,
1: yeah,
0: to your point though Mark I mean a lot of folks, and this is how college football is, I think I don't know if it's you said it's just the state of South Carolina, but I look at it as in the s e c and maybe Clemson too I mean definitely Clemson we've seen it these you, you know, you talk about college football is this in the West, it's this in the north, in the South, it's religion. And a lot of people make their head coaches out to be their gods. That might make some folks uncomfortable, but that is the reality. So, and I I agree with you that is wrong because Shane Beamer is a human being. And there's this misconception that, for example, I'm behind Shane Beamer 110%. I support the guy fully. I think he's the right person for South Carolina football till I see otherwise. Do I think he cares too much about what people think about him on social media? Hell yeah. Do I think he spends too much time worrying about what's being said? And, you know, he takes things super personally. And, yes, I do. He shouldn't have clapped back at a Mark Ryan. Like, I would tell Shane Beamer that to his face. Coach, you missed the mark there. You shouldn't have done that. But you know you he didn't gain anything this. out he of that. He should
2: pick up the phone and call me.
0: Like call Fair me. enough. Have Fair a enough. conversation. But I would, but but I would
2: say this. Why, here's why I've got a problem about what you said. Pick up the phone. Call me. Let's have a conversation. Don't just fire off and then not give me a way to reach out to you so we can handle it like, handle it like men. But Chris, my pledges, all right. And what you've said to me is Mark, you got, you held a grudge here. That's what, that's what you said.
0: And holding a grudge only hurts the person with the grudge in the end. And all I don't want to see is a lot of folks who have turned and listen, state your loyalties to the content. You've told me before, I'm going to work my ass off and and be true to the content, true to myself and be honest. Like, and so I'm not telling you to do things that make people like you because I don't do that either, right? I say what I want to say, and that's it. If you don't like right. it, so be right. it. We built the business on the back of that, but I just don't want to see a lot of folks that turned on, like turned in a positive way to Mark Ryan, be deterred by this because they're like he is actively shitting on my head coach and my football program and like Gamecock fans. That's coach. how it looks, but that's how it it's looks. It's not that's your how it head looks. coach. The head
2: that's coach the is the perception, like a though. child. The head Perception. coach is acting like a child. Here's what I would say to you, Chris. You know, how – so you say grudges, right? How would you act if you know you're, you're acting based on what you know? The coach does that to you. The bottom 10% comes after your wife, right? Like, unless I am given an apology for that. <laughs> Mark, this is Coach Beamer. I'm really sorry, man. Um, you know, my emotions got the best of me. We did make a call to Garrett Riley. Uh, it didn't work out. Um, you know, if that's never happened. Okay. And he just allows, um, the fan base to think whatever about me, how would you not have ill feelings about me? Like, how would you not? If you're me, like how, Mark, how would you Mark, not? you're, you're, but you're those, preaching. But those ill feelings, Chris, those ill feelings are not against the team mm-hmm. and they're not against your wonderful fans and your wonderful listeners. That is, man, I got an issue with you. Now, I want the Gamecocks to have success. I want them to beat Missouri on Saturday, okay? And that's the part of this that I don't think you understand, okay? And if Shane Beamer can grow up a little bit, I'd like him to have some success in Columbia, okay? I really, really would. But Chris, the way I look at it is, if somebody's not gonna stop listening to our show with great content because of, they got their feelings hurt that, You know, Mark took it personal. Well, did Mark have a right to take it personal? I think he did, you know.
0: The Spurs Up show is brought to you by our friends over at Twisted Tea. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea, or go to GameTime.co and when you do create an account and use promo code SpursUp. That's SP or S U P for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. And, and, and so I will say I'm this, Mark. You yeah. you did have a right to take it personally. Yeah. But one of my favorite quotes is: It pays to be the bigger man because getting paid isn't the bigger plan. And I will also say this you're preaching to the choir my friend more than you realize because the very entity that i cover the university of south carolina has actively over the years done things that people have no idea about on the legal front to put me out of business so trust me when i say you're preaching to the choir my friend you're preaching to the choir i know what it feels well, like course, I you to you be shunned and i, I, give you a and, I and i and i i do my very best because i feel like it'd be unfair to the people that consume my content to let that negativity and grudge affect my content because it would it would, it would would stain the content that I'm producing. So that that's – I do my very best. I mean, I do my very best to remove that. The last thing I'll say is this, Mark, and we can get into football. And this is from friend to friend, by the way. This goes to anybody out there. Sure. I call this purple hair syndrome. And this is going to help you on social media. I think it will. You can do whatever you want with it, but it helped me. If I told you, Mark Ryan, you have purple hair, Would you care? Would you get upset? You probably wouldn't, right? Because you know you don't have purple hair. So you can take that to social media. If Shane Beamer says you're a JV radio host, you know you're not a JV radio host. If the bottom 10% says your wife is ugly, well, you know she's not ugly. So why would you let it bother you? That's that's, when you think of it from that perspective, Mark, because you know the truth. It's the only way I'm able to go on social media and stomach some of the things I read because I'm like, It's purple hair syndrome. I know it's false. I I know it's false. And you notice, you notice, Mark, you notice a lot of that chatter around TSUS and Mm -hmm. threat of jinxing it, it has quieted because we have never fueled it. And it's silly and nonsense. And the content, the business, my character, it's risen above all of that BS. The only way the 10% gets any light, Mark, is if you bring light to them. I'll just leave it with that. You might
2: be, you might be. Uh, a bigger man than I am in this sense. Okay. Um, I find that when I'm full of fire and brimstone, the, the, the engagement goes up, the followers go up, the ratings go up. You and I are in the engagement business. Anytime anyone ever says you're doing it for clicks. Well, no shit. We're all doing it for clicks. Okay. Like we're all in the engagement business, you know, like, of course, You know, but I noticed the engagement goes up when I'm full of fire and brimstone. Chris, to me, it wasn't it like I don't you know, I always say to myself when someone pops off, consider the source, consider the source of who sang it. Right. Um, What bothered me is that it hurt my wife. Okay, who had never I warned her what it would be like to be with me and to be married to me. And she's like, I never realized like the extent of this. And then, Chris, here's something you may not know. When Beamer did that to me, that weekend, I got strep throat that became septic. It was in my bloodstream. Mm -hmm. Uh, The day after that, I was in the hospital fighting for my life. Okay. And so I'm just in the hospital bed. I've got an uncontrollable fever. I still don't know how this pneumococcal strep got in my bloodstream. Okay. But it was there. And this was January during all this. And I'm sitting there. And I'm battling for my life. And when I just should be focused on getting well, I've got the head coach of a power five football program taking cheap shots at me. Okay. In my opinion, for absolutely no reason. And the pain that that caused within me, I didn't know it was going to happen. Came out over the weekend. It came out over the weekend. Mm. Um, This does not apply to the Gamecock team. This certainly doesn't, reply to spencer rattler who was an absolute man at the quarterback position and this doesn't apply to the 90 percent of gamecock people in of, among your listeners that are really good people smack is part of sports let's have fun with a smack of sports all right and i will never understand the people who act like a criticism of their team is a criticism of them you know i will never understand those people and uh i will close with that hopefully that sheds some more light on On my feelings, Chris, it was a hell of a game. It was a hell of an SEC football game. And I hope the Gamecocks can figure out a way to get one in Columbia this weekend. By the way, which is the real Columbia? Which is, which one's the real Columbia?
0: (laughs) Well, when you've won four in a row, it's, it's, it's hard for Como for Columbia, Missouri to not claim that. I'll say this last thing again, Mark, to your point. I know what it feels like preaching to the choir. It may have not been Shane Beamer, but I've had folks within the Gamecocks football building go out of their way to Throw shit at TSUS, myself, everything else on a public platform, and and bring that chaos to the timeline, if you will. So I trust me, I empathize with you, I understand that, and again, I think it was just important to have this conversation, folks tuned in, to hear from Mark Ryan, you know, people that just wanted wanted to hear an expl not not an explanation, but just conversation about the week that's been with Gamecock Nation, because it's been, and I don't take it personally, by the way, Mark. I, I view you. I value your content and I look at you as like almost like a WWE promoter where it's like, it's, it's, it's for entertainment purposes. A lot of it, you're giving your opinion, but it's like, it's, I, I I consume it in that way. Maybe is a better way to put it. Like, I I don't take it. Like you mentioned, if, if, if Mark Ryan says my team sucks, my coach sucks that he's telling me, I, as a person suck. I, I definitely, I agree with you. I think everybody should operate that way. Um, Final thing, man. Are you ready to admit the lights weren't flickering? Come on, Mark. Come on. I, you won the game. What more do you need? You want to say the lights were no, flickering Chris, too? Come on. Like, Come on look, now. You,
2: you, when you've shared with me what you've shared about what the – Okay, wait, wait, wait.
0: When Even to that level, I don't think they'd do that. I would like to okay. think they wouldn't do well, that. Well,
2: all I'm saying is, okay, all I'm saying is, to me, with what you've shared with me about what the football program has done to you and when what I've taken in what the football program has done to me, I see that, and I just raise an eyebrow, okay? Um, Chris, you might not know this. Diesel's cousin is the lead camera guy on Monday Night Football. And Diesel spoke to him Monday, and he said, he told Diesel point blank, and I have the text. He said, there's no way that was the camera. There's no way. that He goes, no director would ever allow a camera operator to do that. So, Chris, what was it? What are you saying? I'm saying... It might be like the Loch Ness Monster or Bigfoot. We don't know. All I'm saying is, man, with my experience and your experience, it made me raise an eyebrow, and I'm going to leave it at that. Okay? I'm going I'm to leave it at that. All right? Uh, certainly, you saw different videos. You saw different videos where people didn't see flickering lights. It may have been where you were in the stadium. I don't know. But when, it, when it's 4th and 10, and the lights go out right as Mertz is throwing the pass, and then they go out again right before Ricky Pearsall catches the pass, if that happens at Notre Dame, Notre Dame has the benefit of the doubt, right? Okay, this is, this is Notre Dame. That's just unfortunate. When it happens at South Carolina, given my experience and your experience, Chris, I'm not saying they're guilty. I'm saying it made me raise an eyebrow. And that's what I expressed in the tweets. I'm saying it made me raise an eyebrow, okay? And given my experience, I think that response is fair. How funny was the Gamecock video today, by the way? Oh, my gosh. We, oh, oh, oh about, The SEC, the oh SEC shorts. Gosh. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, that my was uh, painfully, my was
0: yeah. funny and painfully accurate. I'll just put it that way. Um, yeah. You mentioned you mentioned what made you raise an eyebrow on Saturday, Mark. I, I would say that Gamecock's defense made me raise an eyebrow. Let, let's let's get to football. Obviously, I know that's what we want to talk about. But again, I appreciate you being one to go. I, I know you're always willing to the beauties and the banter. Uh, We mentioned how big of a game that was for both sides. I said that was the difference between five and seven and seven and five. And now South Carolina staring down the barrel of a potential five and seven season. I think at this point, if they could, with the current situation being as such, if they could get to six and six, I'd call it a massive win. Mark, not saying that you, not, not saying not, no, no, no. Listen, I'm not saying that the season would be a massive win. I'm saying if you went four and two in your last six, I would be impressed with the turnaround. That's all I'm saying. Either way, though, okay, uh, a great ball game. Objectively, a great college football game from the Florida side. I, I think that was a program building, program ascending type of win. A game Billy Napier needed. Both these head coaches desperately needed them, uh, and now you got one program in Florida on the up and up. It feels like, and South Carolina is obviously scrambling. Um, Just thoughts on the game. Because what's crazy, Mark, I go back to this. You mentioned last week, and I agree with you, that if it was a 24-20 to game, it favored Florida. If you're getting in the high 30s, low 40s, no chance. It got blown out. How surprised were you that Florida was able to keep up and that game turned into the shootout that it did? Shocked. Absolutely shocked. Because, Because, Chris, Florida came in with a number
2: 16th ranked defense. You know? South Carolina came in with one of the worst defenses in America. I didn't see a top 20 defense on Saturday, right? Uh, I saw a defense that allowed South Carolina to look like they can run the football, right? I mean, you know, at halftime, I'm on a text chain with all my college buddies from Florida, and the feeling was Florida would lose the game because of South Carolina's ability to run the football. That was the one, you know, like you needed to make South Carolina one-dimensional, and then you needed to tee off on Ratton. Well, credit to Beamer and company, they knew that. And they you know, they use the bye week. They've really done, I think, the best with they that they can with spare parts on the offensive line. I mean, I think that's the best way to describe South Carolina's offensive line, right? Spare parts. They 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 used they they utilized that bye week to really develop the running game, which really threw Florida's defense for a loop. They were able to some degree, and this is impressive, do what Kentucky did to Florida, which is big boy them up and down the field. And that really stood out to me. So I'm shocked, Chris, Florida needed that desperately because the Gators are favored in exactly one game the rest of the year, okay, one game. And that game was a losable game last week to Alabama. That opponent is Arkansas, okay? That's the one game Florida's favored in the rest of the year. From a Florida fan, I want to see a game improvement over last season. So that would mean Florida needs two more wins. Well, it's hard to see, Chris, because you got to get Arkansas and then you got to get one out of the four of at Missouri, sheesh, Florida State, uh, at LSU, and Georgia, okay? So you got to get one out of the four of those and Arkansas to finish seven and five. You see how must-win that was for the for the Florida Gators. But to reset on the Gamecocks, man, look, we said it all offseason. You never shift the focus. You never shift what's on the board, okay? Okay. You never shift the goals. You never move the goalposts. Everyone agreed. Nine and three was the goal. Eight and four was a success. Seven and five was disappointing. Six and six and below was a failure. We never break from that. No matter the situation, we don't break from that, Chris. So that's where we are. And it's surprising to me that the offensive and defensive lines in year three of the Beamer era, are in the position that they're in. That is that is surprising to me, Chris. I also wouldn't put it past them to be better next year than they are this year, even losing Rattler. I know, I know Gamecock fans are saying, no Leggett, no Rattler. How are we possibly going to be better? You're going to be better because the line is going to be better. You're going to be better because Lenora Sellers is going to give you the true dual threat behind an improved offensive line, okay? And you're going to be better for it moving forward. Um, I I do believe that's still possible, um, but I do think you got to hold Beamer accountable for you know like the the lines shouldn't be where they are in year three.
0: I think well said, Mark, and I'd agree with you. I, I think Shane Beamer absolutely should be held accountable. Now I, it, you look at this week, Mark. The we have from I mean, this this has been a wild week, not just for you, just Gamecock Nation, the Gamecocks in general. Yeah. South Carolina yeah. loses to Florida. Then you have the post-game press conference where folks are saying that Shane Beamer is blaming everyone but himself. Obviously, we call pressures. We don't run them. So that happens, right? That becomes headline news. Then we get to Tuesday. And I said it Tuesday morning, Mark. Got a weird feeling that this is going to be a a noteworthy Shane Beamer presser. Little did I know the broken foot thing happens. Then Wednesday, we find out he kicked the Gatorade cooler. That's how it happened. To call this a tumultuous week for South Carolina is putting it lightly. My question to you is this. We've seen South Carolina with their backs against the wall when the fan base is ready to mail it in on the season when it seems like the Gamecocks don't have a chance, they rally around each other and play their best football. Do we see that on Saturday against Missouri, or does, does this game go as chalk and Mizzou blows out the Gamecocks and puts them out of their misery?
2: Chris, I got a funny feeling that Missouri is about to get South Carolina's best shot. I got a funny feeling that when all the chips are down, when infighting is going on, when even it feels like the walls are caving in on you from your own fans, that's when Shane Beamer and company have really circled the wagons and put out their best effort. And Las Vegas knows something, Chris, that we don't. How else can you explain a a six-and-a-half-point, seven-point spread in this game. like That doesn't make any sense, you know? It's like, well, wait a minute. Missouri almost beat LSU. Missouri beat the Kentucky team that ran all over Florida, and they beat them comfortably on the road, okay? South Carolina loses to Florida at home. South Carolina is not competitive at Tennessee. Missouri would be favored against Tennessee right now. Um, How does this line make sense? Then you look at all the odds, Chris, and it's like South Carolina, thirty-six percent chance to win. Wouldn't you think, based on what we've seen, that would look more like sixteen percent?
0: And the 36%? line mark—the line mark opened at eight and has come down to seven. So, right, I agree right. with I've you. Seen, it's, 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 a a so, it's a fishy so, line. it's a fishy line.
2: So it's a fishy line. It's a stay away. Somebody knows something, and this <laughs> is usually the spot where the Gamecocks come out with their best effort. OK, um, I stuck with Chris, the the um, the Gamecocks over a and That was my pick. Remember when we did our picks in July? Mine was uh, Gamecocks over a and mi i A&M. I'm going to stick with that. But it wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't shock me if South Carolina went on the road and got this one. You wonder if, you know, Missouri consecutive weeks, teams have a difficult time getting up three weeks in a row. You had LSU right? You had at Kentucky. Is this the letdown spot for Missouri? Oh, it's only South Carolina. If Florida beats South Carolina, we're not going to have a problem. Meanwhile, South Carolina, as you've said, this has been a week from hell for Gamecock Nation and Gamecock fans. The abuse has literally come from all corners. Okay? Um, This is when they're at their best. Mm -hmm. So I can't wait to see the game. I can't wait to see what kind of Gamecock team shows up and I can't wait to see if and how Beamer was able to rally his troops.
0: How excited are you to see Beamer out there hobbling around with the uh, the foot situation? I, I just not even like an, I'm not saying in a malicious or mean way. I just it's going to be it, it's like it's going to be one of those lasting images no matter what happens. Like if South Carolina wins, it'll forever be remembered as the Beamer broken foot game. And God forbid if they lose, it'll become the latest meme. So I, I just obviously hope it's on the winning side, but no matter what, it's, it's going to be a sight to see for sure.
2: Well, now, Chris, now we know why the lights were flickering at Williams-Brice Stadium. Beamer kicked the breaker box. So, I mean, that's, that's what uh, that's, that's what happened there. By the way, Chris, we ran a contest the other day on the show. What is your funniest joke for Beamer's mishap? And Diaz and I agreed that the winner was that Shane Beamer is suffering from the agony of Defeats! The agony of defeats! Chris, that's what he's suffering from!
1: (laughs) Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns.
0: Oh, not bad. Not bad. I I, I hope we, Mark, I hope we do one of these shows where South Carolina has beaten Florida in in something. So, you know, what's not fair, by the way, you said over the summer you would trade. Well, I guess the Gators didn't win the national title, but you said you'd trade that super regional for a, for a football Win or loss or whatever, and and you didn't come through. You you got the super, you got the super. You just had to have both. I'm I'm I'm. I'll give
2: you I'll give you the baseball regional win, Chris. I'll I'll
0: give you. Well, the problem is South Carolina didn't get it, so you didn't. Carolina gets You you get nothing, and you deserve less. That's what Mark Ryan has to say. So, (laughs) Mark, I appreciate it as always, man. This is an electric conversation, truly. Thank you for opening up on everything, and uh, as always, it was a pleasure, my friend.
2: Yes, and uh, let me tell this to you guys, the Gamecock Nation, okay?
0: Criticism of your team is
2: not a criticism of you, okay? It never is a criticism of you, all right? Um, Me not having a favorable impression of your head coach does not mean that you and I can't be cool, does not mean that you and I can't be friends, okay? I'm an SEC guy through through and through. I'll always root for the Gamecocks when they play a non-SEC team. And I legitimately do wish the best for the team, okay? Uh, And the quarterback especially. I can't accentuate that enough. You got a lot of guys playing with a lot of heart, okay? A lot of guys playing with a lot of heart on this team. Um, And those are the kids I root for, okay? Those are the kids I root for. Hard for me to root for Beamer. Um, Hard for me to root for people, Chris, that I've seen throw you under the bus, okay? Okay? Hard for me to do that, um, but the kids have nothing to do with that. The players have nothing to do with that, and they're giving incredible effort out there. So let's hope we see the best Gamecock efforts on, uh, on Saturday and a big win over Missouri.
0: Mark Ryan of the Fan Upstate every single day, 3-7. to seven. Follow him on Twitter or X at Mark Ryan on air. Mark, a pleasure as always, my friend. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you guys. Have a great weekend. Good luck. Yeah, man. We'll talk soon. All right.